2: Welcome everyone to better than before I'm your host Tony Richards and today on the show I'm going to focus on developing a special project team and some things you might want to consider when you're faced with that kind of opportunity plus a little later on in today's show I'll have three key questions that you can use in your coaching with your direct reports for yourself in your journaling. All kinds of applications for these three key questions, all coming up today on Better Than Before. Today's program is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. It's all coming up today on Better Than Before, right here on the C-Suite Radio Network.
0: There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog.
1: learn how to take charge and lead yourself lead others and lead your company purchase online today at amazon barnes and noble and our website clearvisiondevelopment.com
2: welcome back to better than before i'm your host master coach tony richards and today I'm going to give you some thoughts about developing a special project team. So here's a situation. You have been tasked as a leader and with the leadership of a special project or initiative in the organization. And your team has an immense amount of work to get done already with everything they have to do. Plus this new special initiative or project has just been assigned to you. Now, You know you got to do the work in an efficient, effective, and fast way in order to get the project completed, implemented, and make sure it's executable with the return on investment and results that are desired. Now, the problem many people face in this situation is that a lot of your team members may not have worked together before because this many times requires you to pull people who are subject matter experts or who are really good in certain areas of the company that may not be your own. And they've never really worked together on a team before. And there will probably be other individuals like customers, consultants, vendors, and you're going to have to incorporate these people into the project as well. And they all may be new to each other as well and may not have ever even met, let alone work together. And hopefully this won't be your first team leadership assignment, but I suppose that could be the case also making this challenge even more difficult for you. Most everything about this situation is going to be starting from ground zero. You'll want to start with the people and talent aspect first, because teams are made up with individuals all pulling together in the same direction as the leader. You got to be the catalyst to make this happen. The people part, hopefully with the brand new team, you have a chance to start fresh and you don't have any baggage from the past. Now, if there is baggage from the past, you need to deal with that right off the bat and get that out of the way and get that eliminated. You want to start this project or initiative with the understanding that behavioral dynamics of the individuals on the team Are going to be different more than likely some are going to want to dive right in and get things moving as soon as possible with a fairly fast pace and if you allow these people to run off in their own direction you're gonna have duplication of work in some places you're gonna have inattention and glossing over in other places and you're gonna have important pieces and details that may be overlooked or just flat-out missed and on your first day of the project you need to make sure every single person knows exactly where how and why they fit on this team and what the team is doing. As far as the big picture of things, there's no way to really shortcut this part of the process. No matter how many lunches and happy hours you try, it's fine to focus on the bonding and the personal side. That's a must, but you can't only do that. Hoping your team will get it. You got to know the attitudes, the motivations and behavioral patterns of each one of your team members and how it's going to affect the whole team dynamic. And that in turn is going to affect your quality and pace of the project overall, and more than likely the outcome as well. You got to remember teams are groups of individual people. And as the leader, you have to get these individual team members to focus on the shared work and shared outcomes. That sounds like, oh, yeah, well, who doesn't know that? Listen, man, this is more difficult done than said. And as I often say, when all is said and done, more is said than done. And so you just need to make sure you get that down. Like, make sure you know the individuals involved and how you're going to work with each one, how you're going to foster this environment of them to work together. The other thing you need to think about, and this is often missed, is, or not even thought of to begin with, but you need to make some notes in your journal, gauge the maturity level of each one of your team members, because the more mature a team member is, the better they're going to collaborate and the better they're going to accept a shared agenda. The less mature a team member is, the more they're going to want to go their own way and look out for their own interests. So you need to gauge the maturity level of each one and then just sort of overall see where you may have some problems or hit some speed bumps down the road that you need to be looking out for that you can take care of right away and don't let those problems fester. Remember, problems, especially ones between people, do not get better with time. They get better with effective leadership and great interpersonal skills. Now, these team members, they got to get to know each other in terms of who they are, how they behave, how they work during a project, what their rhythm is, what their flow is, what their pace is. You're going to be the one who needs to clearly identify roles and responsibilities and accountabilities for every one of the members of this special project team. Remember, this is the team you have today for this special project. It may not be the team you maybe even got to choose. So what do you do with each of them? Well, first of all, don't rush the process. It may take a little time for you to identify the strengths and weaknesses of each one of your team members. You may not even get total clarity until you get the project rolling. Many times to give yourself an advantage, and clients ask me this a lot because I have these psychometric tools that I use that can help shortcut this process a little bit and give you a lot of clarity on individuals. And it also gives you a head start on these kinds of processes. And once you have this clarity, then you got to make it 100% plain and clear to each person and to the team what role each person is going to have during this project. And you're trying to instill ownership into the members and the project for what your expectations are of them. Don't let this thing just kind of, well, we'll just let it go and see what happens. I'll tell you what's going to happen, a mess. And if you're not, in this situation yet, or you've never been in this situation. You might imagine something new your department needs to accomplish with an initiative or a project just to kind of get your feet wet and approach it in this same way. Look at your team, the team you have and try to evaluate them as if they had never worked together before and clarify the best role for each one of your team members and what pitfalls you think you might encounter. You may have already seen, some pitfalls, and hopefully you've documented those and kept up with those. Because remember, a couple of things. Number one, behavior that's not challenged will not change. Also, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you've seen these things before, chances are, guess what? You're going to see them again. So I hope these are just some valuable insights about managing a special initiative or special project team where you have to pull together people in different departments under your leadership in order to accomplish something. Stand by. I've got three key questions coming up next here on this week's better than before show. There's nothing
0: quite like the love of a good dog. Receive weekly
1: coaching tips from Tony Richards delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
2: Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards. And right now, before we get on out of here, I got three key questions you can ask yourself. Number one, the team leader may lead the culture, but it's sustained and deepened by the team members step back and ask yourself how that's going. What team members are contributing to the culture? What team members are not even participating and what team members are actually going against the culture and what's your plan to bring all your team together and get them aligned with the culture of your organization. Key question. Number two, do you think praising poor performers will improve their work output? Now, Sometimes poor performers do need encouragement, but giving them praise might actually send the wrong signal that they're doing things right. And if they've got poor performance, they're probably not doing things right or to the best of their ability, and either they need training if it's a skill gap, if it's something in their skills, or if it's behavioral, they need coaching, but... Behavior that's not challenged will not change, but even more importantly, behavior that is encouraged will be repeated. So if you're praising poor performance, that performance will probably be repeated because you are rewarding it. You are praising it. So step back, take a hard look at that, and adjust accordingly. And key question number three, do you know your organization's off-season? And how do you build your team then to get for the playoffs? So this is a key question based around a sports analogy, right? So every organization typically has a slow time or what we call an off season. And then they have a really busy time, what we call like the championship season. And you say, well, my organization's busy all the time. Well, that's even a bigger and different challenge, right? You got to keep your people motivated You got to get them some time off. You got to get them a breather and a break in order to get them to hang in there with great performance over the long haul. But if you do have some slow times, think about how to best leverage that with your people in order to build their motivation and help build their performance. Well, that's our program today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 You can join our free Facebook page, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. And a special thanks, as always, to our super producer, Tessa Hall, who always makes our show sound phenomenal. Until we visit again right here next week on Better Than Before, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you, everything gets better when you get better.